Everybody love him. We didn't came up. I'm a sparking off unorthodox. On the regular. Hey everybody, welcome to the BA Podcast. It's your co-host James with Jake. Episode 116. Welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's 2021. Jake, how's it going? I saw you in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. I saw you in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. It's 2021. (laughs) New ambitions. New sounding stuff from me. And a new introduction by me too, as well. Hope I don't stutter next time. But a new introduction to me as well. Last year it was, you know, I'm alive, so it's all good. Now it's, I know I saw you in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. 2021, it's January. It's time to carry the year. That's what we're gonna do here. That's how I'm feeling. James, how about you? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Uh, yeah, 2021. Um, you know, but just staying at home for a little bit. A little COVID scare over here at the Lagrama household, so it is what it is, right? Um, staying safe, so it feels bad, but um, no, nah, I think we're back and we're better. Um, you know, fucking work sucks. Yeah, we also hey, made, but, we but also, I'm gonna fucking send it no matter what. We also made major improvements to the episodes, which you'll hear in the beginning. And if you don't hear anything else, that's because you you won't be able to hear it because you don't know the improvements we you made. You don't know the improvements, but yeah. there are improvements yes. uh, that have been stated already. And they are at the beginning, so hopefully you will hear the improvements. But let's get started. Uh, the college football playoff um, was over the break. Over It's usually always on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, uh, some of the biggest games of the year. Um, turned out they were some of the – like Jake always likes to do. A uh, little bunch of snoozers. Uh, they, I mean, they were okay at the beginning, but let's start off with just the first one. I mean, everyone would have guessed this game. Probably not Notre Dame fans, because, you know. But, yeah, it was Bama versus Notre Dame, the first seed and the first to fourth. Um, the one that I have here was... Uh, uh, was Najee Harris doing his Brennan Ayuk impression in the game. God, that was... that was a, that was a, he did? That hurdle was insane. Um, He's pretty good, huh? Pretty good. He has a future one of the best backs in the league. Yeah. Um, Obviously, running backs aren't as valuable in the first round anymore. Um, obviously, his talent is there, but will he go in the first round? Probably not. Will he go in the second round? I'd say yeah. Um, but yeah, Notre- Bama absolutely destroyed uh, Notre Dame. Let's go check out the score, actually. The earliest I draft a running back is in the fourth round. Well, don't draft him in the first round because he's going to te- tear his MCL like he did in Madden for me. LOL. What a fucking My guy did it, though. My guy's still going. Yeah, he fucking turns MCL. Um, but let me go check this college football out. Oh, why are no games today? No shit, there are no games today. Yesterday. Why is this only NBA? I don't think there was any college football yesterday. That was on the first. Sorry, so like I said, it was on the first. Um, both games were on the first. Like I said, Alabama versus Notre Dame. Bama beat them 31-14. Um, Devontae Smith. Is he the Heisman winner, Jake? What are your thoughts? 
To be honest, it's one of like, already, already named AP Player of the Year. Usually that goes to the Heisman winner. But this is, this is my seen first time. times where um, AP Player of the Year doesn't usually get it or it's vice versa. You know, it's two different people. But who do you think will win? Do you think he has a chance to win? To uh, be honest, I've, this is like the second time I watched college football this year. Uh, I just wasn't into it for some reason. But the playoffs I'm always into. Um, he looked like the best player. Well, I mean, they have Bama has what two finalists in Mac Jones and Devontae Smith. Um, yeah, and then Najee was a. Uh, I mean, they always have four, but you know he was like a, the runner-up fifth guy. So yeah, and then they had Kyle Trask, and then uh, someone else, um, Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, to be honest, I didn't. I haven't watched a lot, so I'm not sure. But if I was going off of this week or these last few games. Of those who are finalists, I think it would be him because he had like what nine catches for hundred some hundred fifty yards and a couple touchdowns as well. Yeah, seven catches, one hundred thirty yards, three total touchdowns. Yeah, so he's really good. Um, he might be the first wide receiver taken in the draft, which we'll also do our top five mock draft in a little bit as well. Just thought of it on top of my head. That's why I'm bringing it to you right now. But we'll do that. So think about what you're going to do for that. But now, back we to the like in March. It's I know, but it's, it's it's new new improvements to the episodes. We're starting a little bit earlier now. There we go. But yeah, I guess Devontae Smith. The only thing about him though is that well, we're actually we're not going into a scouting thing. But if you were going to a scouting thing with him, um, he is slender. He's like 165 pounds, but he's faster than absolute everything. He's quick. He's shifty. He's good with the ball in his hands. Pause. He can score from any point on the field. He can run any type of route you want. Um, and he looked incredible this past weekend. And, again, I have barely watched any college football, but if I was going to pick a Heisman winner from that from this weekend, it would be him. Yeah, he's definitely – I definitely agree with everything that you said. Um, fast Hell has uh, – I mean, a little bit light, but, I mean, you can add, obviously, during the offseason as many pounds as you want. Um, yeah, he's like – Speedy guy. The guy's arms are long as hell, like Brandon Ayuk's. The guy can – grab a ball anywhere it's at just give him a chance and he can catch it and it's you know that's what they did receive three touchdowns i think he had upwards to 1500 plus yards um so i mean definitely a good receiver i think he should win the heisman for sure um but who knows right it just depends on what other people think but yeah that was really the game um one thing another note that i have here is that don't ever put notre dame in a title game ever again like a playoff um, ever again yeah don't, don't just just don't do it although I do give them credit. Their offensive line wasn't that bad. It's just they had no skill guys, really, and their quarterback is bad. Yeah, Ian Book, I mean, obviously when you go up against, I mean, the ACC, I mean, you really have. I mean, UNC did pretty, pretty well this year. I mean, you have Clemson, who they beat without Trevor Lawrence in double overtime. I mean, the fact that they aren't in a conference, but they were in the ACC this year. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how how why they always rank the pie. I feel like every time they play a really good team, it's either going to be really close, and they obviously they beat Clemson this year, or they're going to get smacked against Alabama, which they have no chance against. But um, that's just me. Don't ever put them. In. Don't ever put them up in a in a playoff game ever again. Uh, well, let's move on to this other game uh, that happened. It's almost also uh, Clemson versus Ohio State. Um, Ohio State only played six games this year. They did go undefeated. 
Uh, Clemson, like I said, I think they lost, they only lost, well, including this game, they lost uh, one of the regular season, and that was to, like I said before, Notre Dame, uh, which in Trevor Lawrence did not play. This game was a doozy. Um, my one note here, Justin Fields is good. End of story. Jake? Yeah, he's pretty good. He played incredible this game. Um, he had six touchdowns, I think. Yes, one oh. interception. Over 185 yards. <sighs> yeah, he's like, and he's He's mobile as well. Um, he's a mobile quarterback, but he is able to. The thing that I was kind of impressed by him was that if you look at like scouting reports from from the draft wise, they say a lot that he's like a one read quarterback. He doesn't like go through progressions well, but in this game, he went through oh every gosh. progression well. He went through. He read every defense perfectly. Through amazing passes, had a good couple runs. Did almost die on a hit, but you know he's alive now. Um, he played well though. Um, but yeah, so I was like looking for like how does he read the field? How does he go through progressions? And you can tell that he goes through every single one. This game, especially, I don't know about the other games. I haven't watched every game he's played against. I know he's struggling against Northwestern earlier this year, um, uh, and so, the championship, and then the game before too. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of like college quarterback tape recently. Um, just you know, just because the Niners are going to need a quarterback, we're going to draft a quarterback. So it's good to get to know all these quarterbacks as well. Even the quarterbacks they might not be able to get, but Justin Fields though, uh, he does he did have a couple bad games this season, uh, but even the week even the game before this one he was not great at all. Uh, but in this game he looked like a top five pick easily. Probably gonna go second if the Jets stay or if they or if they trade out he'll go there. Uh, but he's gonna be really good and he played really good today or he played really good Saturday as well or whatever the fuck the game was. But you know. He played really well. Six touchdowns, 285 yards, as you said. Um, Only missed six throws, 22 of 28, so he's really efficient throwing the ball as well. Yeah, and they had a couple good tight ends too, it looked like, as well. And they had good wide receivers too. And he made them look even better that day because he was on fire, and he played really well. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think he played really, really well, like you said. I mean, being known for how long now as a one-read quarterback. I mean, but the guy was really staying in the pocket, looking downfield, seeing who was open. If it wasn't there, taking off if he needed to or dumping it off to a running back. Um, Sermon, who he, he would just, you know, take it for a little bit. But other than that, I feel like he did play really, really well. He deserves, um, you know, a bunch of respect, obviously. It wasn't in the Heisman this year. Obviously, they had a shortened season, but it is what it is. Um, played... No, he isn't in Heisman. Excuse me. Jesus. Um, probably won't win it, but he played really well this game, like you said. Against oh, he is, he is in the Heisman? He is in the Heisman. Well, it's then, um, him, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Justin, uh, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones. Well, if I would have known that, he, I would have picked him to be a Heisman, but I like my Devontae Smith pick. But, um, yeah, definitely, like, I agree with everything Jake says. Played really well. Um, we'll see how he does against Bama uh, in the national championship game. <clears throat> well, another game that me and Jake kept our eyes close on was the Cincinnati and um, Georgia game. Um, Jake has a particular interest in this game. Um, let's go over to uh, since he since he loses to Georgia on a last second field goal. Um, I'll just put it up there. Jake's guy is Desmond Ritter, uh, the uh, the Bearcats quarterback, um, who managed the first half really well. I'll give him that. The second half, not particularly well. Um, 
we're not helping Cincinnati on offense at all. To be honest, not only him, but the offense in general was just not did not play well at all the second half. Yeah, the play calling was pretty. It was pretty suspect the play calling a little bit. I felt like it was really really suspect and really conservative, thinking that they would just waste the time and then they yeah. would just win the game. But also they also had a they also had time at the end. Very uh, poor time management by Cincinnati coaching staff at the end of the game, yeah. um, in which they would just snap the ball without. Uh, milking the clock, giving again uh, Georgia enough time to go down the field and kick a last second field goal to win the game. Um, but yeah, Desmond Ritter. I mean, he was sacked eight times. Feels bad. Uh, he threw the ball a lot, twenty-four of thirty-seven, but he only had two hundred and six yards. He did have. He did throw two TDs as well. I think he. He. No, but he rushed the ball. Oh my gosh. Ah, uh, this is this is how I'm pretty sure this is how. Um, he. He did rush 15 times for negative 17 yards. Hmm. That's because but of all the sacks. That's because of the sacks. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. That's because of all the sacks. And didn't um, they lose a, a... They, they, attack, they, they take account for that. So. And didn't, yeah. they lose their, um, didn't, they, didn't they lose their um, left tackle too? Yeah, so they lost their tackle to uh, an ejection. Um, and they had this one left tackle that I was telling Jake about the whole entire time. This guy freaking sucks. Uh, multiple false starts, multiple penalties. I think it was in a third and short, in which they just or a fourth and short, to be honest. And they just needed to they need one yard. The guy false starts, they get backed up. They didn't. They, they, they don't get it. So um, mistakes like that. Obviously, the guy you don't have the foresight to see a guy getting ejected. But at the same time, uh, don't get ejected. I think it was for a headbutt at the end of the play. So it was really stupid. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they were without their starting off at the ta- starting left tackle. But it is what it is. Yeah, I like Ritter as a quarterback. Um, he's big. He's strong. Uh, he can, he can, he has a good arm. Uh, didn't really show much in this game because they didn't have the left tackles. They did a lot of short passing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll give it to him. I have watched. Uh, actually, watched a couple of his games. I forget against who. For sure, a dynamic runner. I think I don't know if you were, you were yeah. gonna say that, but yeah, he's for sure a dynamic runner. We've seen that he can run the ball. Um, does have an arm. So, but yeah, go ahead, Sergeant. Yeah, so he does. He didn't throw the ball downfield in this game, but he during the season he did. He has a great arm. He has good accuracy, good uh, touch on the ball, uh, good anticipation. He's great running the ball as well. He's six four two fifteen. He's gonna have to gain a little bit of weight, uh, but like ten pounds isn't that isn't gonna kill him in the speed. Uh, he can really run the ball. Um, he has a little bit of Kaepernick in him, um, just the way that they're you know they're both tall, both kind of lanky, uh, both have a great arm, can run the ball. Uh, Kaepernick Kaepernick was a better player in college by far. He's one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever. Kaepernick was. Uh, Ritter is. I think Ritter's going to be a better player. Is going to be a better do you, pro. Do you, do you know if they put his statue back up at UNR? Probably not, because Nevada knows not the most liberal boys. I don't think actually, but I mean Ritter. I think Ritter's gonna be a guy who's gonna be better in the pros than he is gonna be in college. Kind of like Josh Allen in a way, where you can see that Josh Allen had all these elite tools, but was not good in college due to a mixture of reasons like play calling, having all of his great, having all his good like targets go to the pros. Let's just say, let's just say, playing at Wyoming probably didn't help him a lot. Yeah, he had all his guys go to the pros. He's by himself one year, new offensive system. But you can see he had tools and elite talent as well. That's what I think on Ritter. But I think Ritter's going to be more of like a second-round pick. 
maybe trade up into the first round, the end, back end of the first round. Look at that fifth extra year to do that. Um, but he's a target for the Niners that I'm looking for um, in the second round. If they don't go, if they don't go, if they don't trade up to get a quarterback in the first round. They stay, draft the corner. I can see them going after Ritter in the second round or actually trading up because they will be getting a third round pick if Sala gets hired. Um, and they might get another third round pick if Martin Mayhew gets hired as a GM, uh, which will be good for them. Uh, which you don't want them, to, you don't want the Niners to lose those guys, but you do. You get two third round picks in back to back years, and you add two guys, you get four picks for two guys leaving for being GMs and head coaching jobs. So that'll be good for them. But he's a guy I want the Niners to look at in the second round or trade up back in the first to get that fifth extra year, fifth year option. Uh, and he could sit, he could sit behind a veteran quarterback if they get a new one. Um, if they move on from Garoppolo, or they or they keep Garoppolo, they can have him be a backup, like a high quality backup till he's ready. And get rid of him in the times that need be, um, but he's the guy I'm looking for. And he, I thought he played really well in the first half. Second half, there's reasons why he didn't play that well. But he's a, he's gonna be a, I think he's gonna be a really good pro quarterback. And if he stays for a senior year, he has a chance to be a top five pick. All right, perfect. Yeah. So I don't know the date of the national championship, but it is Bama versus Ohio State. Um, and I'm taking I'm taking Bama, obviously. Jake, who are you gonna take? Alabama. Yeah, I'm just gonna take Alabama. I mean, I have, they have all the tools, obviously. Um, they have one of the best corners in college football. A guy that Jake and I are uh, if the corner if the mock drafts stay as it is, um, he could be the first corner to be taken. But um, certain if, if if he's still there, then I mean, Niners, why not? Because uh, the, the the cornerback is the big, is one of the biggest needs. Um, just it just depends on the offseason, right? But as of right now, we don't have any corners um, on contract for next year. Um, so depending on how what we do this next this offseason, obviously there'll be more updates when the season uh, when the offseason comes. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, Bama RTR. Bam. Yeah 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 yeah. Bama. What are these? But um, well, let's move on to some basketball real quick. Talk about some NBA real quick. Um, the first note I have here is that Wiseman is good. Yeah, he's he Jake? has some talent. He has some talent. He might yeah, he, he might be have... he might be made for this basketball game. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely uh he's really good. Obviously, if you follow us on Instagram, you've seen us post repost. If you follow any sports outlet, really, um, you've probably seen Wiseman just absolutely just go crazy, take it from the floor. Um, right hand slam, being able to block, uh, rebound really well. Had his first double double the other night. Um, the guy's good, um, and I can't wait the guy. I can't wait to buy his jersey. But yeah, um, great. Hopefully he gets to see the floor a lot more with Steph. That that'd be great. I'd love to see that. Um, stay, just stay out of foul trouble and you'll be good, Ricky. So yeah, let's talk about um, a pairing name the Warriors are starting to get. Uh, specifically two warriors and that is the brick bros jake why don't you talk about the brick bros yes the brick bros for those who don't know are andrew wiggins and kelly Oubre. although wiggins has been playing in has been playing extremely well recently so he's getting away from that brick brother nickname but the other guy is not kelly Oubre because he's two for 30 from threes in the season that's 6.6 percent not good i think 
before last night's game, Wiseman, I mean, um, Wiggins was 42%, I think like 10 for 21 or something. Uh, but now he's down to, he went 0 for 4 from 3 yesterday. But I think he's like 10 for 25, which is 40%. That's good. You'll take, you'll take that. Um, but it wasn't good to start the season for those two. But recently, Wiggins has been playing better. He's been playing more like a power, like a point forward role uh, when he gets the ball on top and goes in the lane. Uh, he's that's where he's best at. But he did have a good game against the Pistons. We scored 17 in the fourth. He had a couple of good nice step backs. He played pretty well. And yeah, Oubre, dropped 27. Yeah, 27 that game against the Mavs. Yeah. Ubre is just has been shooting really bad. He's been terrible shooting wise. But I do I do give him this though. Even though his shot isn't falling, it's not like he's not. It's not like it's going to other parts of his game. Like he's a really good on ball defender. He's in the right place a lot. Good rebounder, good dunker, good offensive rebounder. As I, as I said, a good defender. Uh, he's really energizing. He brings a lot of energy to the floor. And although he's not shooting well, he is playing a well, a pretty good floor game. Except for sometimes where he gets his tunnel vision because he's pressing the score, where he, he's like going in a lane where it's like one on three instead of passing out for a three to Curry or to you know Damian Lee. Uh, he's taken pretty significantly difficult shots uh, but I think there's like three time, defenders around him yeah I definitely agree mm-hmm. yeah I think with time times. though with time he's gonna get out of that because he's pressing right now if you go two for 30 you know the joke of the NBA you try to do anything you can to score or get that away but if you're not shooting the ball well you can do other things which is what he's doing and going to the line as well he's a really explosive dunker great athlete the shooting will come pause uh, but you know right now it's just not there for him yeah, I definitely agree. Um, obviously, Wiggins, both of them having a poor start to the season shooting-wise. Um, Wiggins um, having his up and downs, but, you know, getting better. Both play really well. You probably you mentioned both. that They play, they play really well defensively. Um, it's good to have Draymond out there, you know, being the floor general that he is, helping on the defensive side. Them, you know, being out there together, you know, you have three really good defenders on the team. Um, on the team yeah, right? for, um, <clears throat> Wiggins' first three games, he shot a total of – 16 for 49, which is like 3%. But since that game, he's been 22 for 47, which is about, I think, like 45%. So the shooting really is good. getting better. Yeah. It's uh, getting been, better. Yeah. Slow start to the season. Um, obviously, it, it will pick up. The shooting will come. Pause. Specifically, Pekeli Oubre. Um, just want to say this. Shoot or shoot. Keep on shooting. It doesn't matter. It's gonna. It's 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 gonna. It's gonna come no matter what. Pause. Yeah. Keep on um, shooting, but there's a point where maybe stop shooting for like a, a second or two. Just keep on shooting. Just keep on shooting. Mm. The, the the thing that gets me is like you already said the the tough shots that necessarily don't need to be made that that can be that shouldn't be played out at all. Um, the one where it's a fast break. You obviously have a guy sitting at the three point line, and he just goes in with three defenders around him. And there's no call, right? And you, those are the kind of things that you know, kind of piss me off. It's like, well, you have an open, you have an open offensive player. Why don't you just pass it back out? But like you said, he's pressing the score. Um, but again, it's not like it's uh, taking away from other ways that he is being able to put back dunk, getting rebounds, playing defensive really well, bringing the energy to the team. Um, I think he's starting to gather himself. I think he'll do a lot better. Obviously, again, it's still the start of the season. Still ta- starting to get that chemistry with the team. Really short training camp. 
not a lot of preseason, obviously due to COVID. So the more games they play with each other, the better it will be, I, I, I feel like. Um, but yeah, why don't we talk about slander that's been going on around the league? Jake? Yep. Go ahead. Steph Curry's back. I don't know where he went. Steph Curry, Steph Curry's back. Steph Curry's I don't know back. where he went. Didn't go anywhere, but he's back. Scores a career-high 62 points yesterday on eight threes, 18 for 19 from the line. Played great. Made Damian Lillard his son again. Um, still waiting for Dame time to show up. Didn't show up yesterday. But the last five games, I think he's scored like, or the last four games, he scored 38 points per game. Uh, and he's not shooting well until yesterday. Until yesterday. He hasn't actually, shot well in any game since yesterday. 18 for 39 on field goal. Yeah, so right now, though, um, he's second in the league in scoring at 32.7 points per game. Uh, and he's not playing particularly great, except for yesterday. So if he keeps shooting, if he keeps playing, if, they're going to go as far as he can take them. Um, he's not going to score sixty. He's not going to score sixty points every night, but he's going to score probably thirty-five a night, or thirty to thirty-five points a night too. And they're going to need that from them to be successful. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, played lights out, new career high. Like Jake said, two more points than Clay. Um, Clay was a little mad. He posted a little video on on his Instagram story, kind of funny, but um. Yeah, Steph is the GOAT. Um, to all the people who, who still have to slander him, he can't do it himself, blah, blah, blah. You guys are fucking dumb. Uh, Channing Fry, you're a fucking moron. And when you go all out on a guy who you think it can be discredited um, as an amazing player that he is, um, this is what you're, this is what's going to happen. Steph said it himself. He heard all this slander, and he said, fuck you guys. I'm going to put up 62 tonight. And he fucking did. He had 45 and three quarters. Um, I also stated this before uh, to Jake. Uh, he's been in the league 10 plus years now. If some games were as close as they were, he would have, he'd be dropping multiple 60-point games. But because the team is so good, why? doesn't play the fourth quarter. Playing 28 minutes a night, scoring 35. The guy's just that good. I don't understand the people who hate him. Hey, it is what it is. Go suck off your king over there in L.A., I guess. Um, but, yeah, Steph Curry, what a fucking guy. But, yeah, um, they won against the uh, Trailblazers 137-122. to 122. Um, I didn't even get to watch this game because, one, I said, I'm not going to watch it. And look what happened. They fucking won the game. Um so it might be the end for me of not watching any more Warriors games this season. I'll probably just watch here and there. But it is what it is. They play the Kings tonight. Um, not only is Draymond back, but him and Steph combined to score 63 points yesterday. They did, yeah. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah. Um. What are your thoughts on the Ben right now, Jake? What What are your thoughts on Kent Baseball yesterday? He's he played well the past couple games. Uh, he's been shooting the three ball. He's been playing good defense. He missed a layup yesterday. But oh he God! Well there. I, saw, I, I saw it. He put the defender in a blender. He should have just dunked it, but you know, we're not on the board, right? So we can't we can't say nothing. 
Yeah, so, I mean, the bench is going to be kind of a... It's not going to be the greatest. I don't think it's going to be the worst, but it's going to be inconsistent. And you yes. hope you get you hope you get more good games than bad games. In the last couple of nights, they had some good games, um, or, uh, or the last yeah, ex- excluding the first game against the Tim, um, Trailblazers. But since probably the Bulls game, the bench has been playing pretty well. Just you need more consistency, and you hope you're getting that. But Pascal's been great off the bench. Uh, he's been like I think. He only, he's only missed one shot in his last two games. He's been really good. He only good. missed a shot. He only missed one shot yesterday. He scored 10 off the bench. So Yeah, he's been really good. The only guy I'm really kind of tired of seeing is Kevon Looney. And although that's because of injury, and he just looks so unathletic, so slow. Doesn't dude, really have an it's idea. the elbow sleeve, dude. Doesn't really have an idea of what he's doing on the court. Can't put two moves that he can commit to memory back-to-back. <laughs> Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. But I mean, I'm just I, I I just want to see more Wiseman. But they only have one big, so they're gonna have yeah. to make a move for a big. I guess Chris is out for probably the year. But there's not really uh, Smiley Smiley Heat just got surgery, correct? Yeah. So maybe Dwayne Dedman, but who are you can get rid of? Or you can get rid of Juan Toscano Anderson, who I think is actually a pretty good NBA player. Um, he hasn't been playing anymore a lot for some reason. He's actually. I think I I feel like Kerr is. Um, on a stint where he wants to see how the team goes and he plays a particular player and they play. We've seen that with Toscano, who's actually started big minutes in the bench. And then we've, now we've seen Ken Bazemore play a lot of minutes coming off the bench. Toscano Anderson yeah. only had played three minutes yesterday while Ken Bazemore played 20. Yeah, they said it's because like they're going to do like a matchup thing and Bazemore fit that matchup better. Um, but Toscano Anderson, I think, is a, is a legit NBA player who could be in a rotation. He does everything right. He's a point forward. Uh, if he can shoot 35% from three, play the defense he does, ring the ball up, read the court really, he does. Really, plays really good defense. If he can, if he can be like a 35% shooter from three, he could be a better version of um, Andre Roberson, who was on the you know, Thunder when, who's who's on the who's on the Thunder now. But back in the day, they had you know. Durant, Westbrook, but they had everybody. Stephen Adams. You had him off the bench. He's like the defender guy who didn't really shoot well. But if Scott Anderson can shoot thirty five percent from three and do all the stuff he's doing now on the floor, he's gonna be a good rotation piece. And they need cheap rotation pieces. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, definitely capable, like you said. If it's just a matchup kind of thing, then put the best matchup out there, right? So, yeah. Well, let's move on. Um, the Warriors play tonight. They play the Kings uh, at 7 o'clock. So hopefully they're either going to be listening to this podcast either tonight or tomorrow. We'll see how they do. Hopefully they get that dub. Well, let's talk about the 49ers first before we do our NFL update. Um, yeah. 49ers lost uh, week 17. It is what it is. The end of the season. Um, played really, really well defensively. They were leading at half 9-6. to six. Um, But they do end up losing 26-23. to 23. We didn't get to see Josh Rosen like we thought we wanted to, or even Josh Johnson. Back to the Warriors. We do have news on the roster for tonight. Toscano mm-hmm. Anderson is inactive, but Sean mm-hmm. Mannion will be active for the first time in his NBA career. Mm. Wow, okay. Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to put my eyes on there. Interesting. And that's because Toscano Anderson's on a two-way contract. Only can have him for so 50 games, that- and he's been there for six. So they're going to try to limit that uh, oh, until right, right. they have to make a decision. Right, 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 right. right. 
cool. Yeah, back to the back to the Forty Niners. Um, yeah, the defense again, uh, top ten defense in the league. They were the set, the set that they had on the TV was fourth in running, sixth in against passing. Again, with guys missing, uh, it just goes to show that Robert Sala uh, should be hired off as a NFL head coach. Uh, offense again. Um, I mean, C.J. Beathard did throw a touchdown. He had 250-plus yards. Jeff Wilson Jr. doing his thing. He had two touchdowns. He had a running touchdown, had a passing touchdown. Um, but, again, I still have no here. C.J. Beathard sucks. No pocket awareness. Same thing with Nick Mullins. If you if you go – if you let's say this. You do a blind taste test and you say, hey – or pause. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> or a blind stat test. You say, hey, look at this guy's stats. And you see – all right, Bethard, um, for the season, six touchdowns, all right, zero interceptions, 105.7 rating. You're like, this guy's pretty good. And then you watch, you're like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad he is. Um, yeah, definitely hurts my eyes to watch um, him. They're on expiring contracts as well. Um, Jimmy G is the only guy on contract, obviously. Um so if we've been saying, if not the first pick, they will be picking a quarterback in the draft for sure. So either it will be the first pick or down the line, second or third round, uh, Jake obviously thinking that they would either trade up to get a quarterback in the first round out of the second round. But, you know, we'll see who, what happens. Obviously, it's a long ways away from April right now. So we'll see how that goes. Fred Warner got his first sack of the season this game, in the last game. Um, all pro Fred. If they don't give him the all pro nod, I'll be so mad. Yeah, when does that get announced? Is it at the end of the season? I thought it used to be like the week before, but I think they switched Was it. it from, the, did they switch it? Yeah, they switched it. So I guess we find out probably this weekend, probably before the playoffs start. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we see that soon. Hopefully it should be an all-pro. Obviously, I put my GG's LOL here. Um, end the season. Six and ten? Yep. Yep, six and ten. Um, Jake's kind of mad, obviously. Uh, we could have had a higher pick. We are ending up with the 12th pick as of right now. Yep. Could have been a top ten pick. Um, Jake, why don't you lay it out that for them on what happened Sunday in the Raiders-Broncos game that could have helped us out. Yeah, Vic Fangio forgot how to football and forgot how to coach, and he decided to call two of the worst timeouts in modern football history when the Raiders had no idea what to do on fourth down from the goal line. And we're going to run out of time to kick a field goal to give them the lead. And they decided to call timeouts to give them more time to think about it, and they lost. Or for the extra, I mean, for the they called the second timeout for the two-point conversion. You know, they had 14 seconds left on the play clock and had people running in and out. Didn't know what they were going to do on offense. Van just like, let me call a timeout so I can give them some more time to think about what to do. And the Raiders won, and we have pick 12 instead of pick 11. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was that game that was going to help us out. We could have had a top 10 pick. Pick 10 specifically, if I think it was um, if the Broncos would have won. There's another team that should have won that could have helped us a lot, but I forget who they were. The Chargers won that helped us kind of. Um, we entered. We, I mean, we moved through up three spots. So we entered picking at fifteen on Sunday. Now we're picking twelve. I mean, that's a, that's a big jump. I'm happy. 
um, 12. You never know if they if they obviously there's there's been huge talks about the number two pick and what the Jets will do. So we'll see how that goes, but we'll talk about that more in the coming time. Pause. We'll talk about the NFL as a whole. Um, the Dolphins played the Bills. Jake and I and Gilf as well have been talking about their quarterback. Two attack up by Loa. Yeah. Uh, pick top five, right? Top five pick last year, Jake, yep. out of Alabama. Yep. Um, obviously, he came into the league with a broken hip. Um, worked out, looked fine. Obviously, the Dolphins were okay with obviously taking him. They obviously went with uh, health doctors as well. Um, check him out. They said they cleared him. He's fine to play. Um, went five and three as a starter. I'm pretty sure five and three as a starter. Um, but when you look at the on-field production, it's just not there for Tua. The Dolphins have the third pick in the draft. But first of all, let's talk about Tua in general. Jake, what are your thoughts on Tua? I think he's a over. I think he's overhyped. Not a really good athlete. Has no arm talent at all. Has no redeeming qualities of him being an elite NFL quarterback in this league. And I think they made one of the. They're going to be. They made one of the biggest mistakes in recent NFL history by taking him over Justin Herbert. I know it sounds rough, it sounds harsh, but Justin Herbert has elite physical tools, elite arm, can move around the pocket, doesn't have any really big injury concerns. The major thing of two is that, you know, he had the hip thing, which, you know, really hurt him. And maybe he's not playing well because he's not fully healthy yet from the hip, but... When you look at all the other quarterbacks in the NFL, just came in the league, just hitting in the ground, running, starting from basically starting immediately. And although that was because Tua was hurt, and Herbert only played from week one, only played week two because the doctor for the Chargers almost killed Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> but for that, I don't blame Herbert for that. I blame I blame Anthony Lynn for not knowing what he's doing and being a terrible head coach and not really understanding football. Um, but watching Tua and watching Herbert, it's like, it feels like Tua's like, when you watch Tua, you say, hey, what round do you think this guy was picked in? If you don't know football, you think, probably not, probably like sixth round, seventh round maybe. You, you tell someone, like, hey, he's drafted fifth overall. Like, fifth overall? Was he like the only quarterback in the whole entire draft that could have been ever taken? Why was he drafted fifth overall? The issue with him is that he doesn't have physical elite talent, like elite skills like Herbert does. Herbert has the arm, as I said. Tua's low is like six feet barely, a hundred and what? Probably like 200, 195 to 200 pounds. Um, he just doesn't have the arm strength. Doesn't really have the... His he, I give him this, he is pretty accurate, although yesterday he did throw like 17 interceptions. But for the <laughs> most part, it's just it just it's just looking like a bad draft pick, and it looked like they totally whiffed on Tua, because I think it w- I think it would have been different if Herbert didn't go the pick right after him. Let's say Herbert went like fifteen. You're like okay, how, how no one knew that he went pick six, Herbert did, and he's the greatest rookie quarterback of NFL history, while Tua basically ruined your t- chances to make the playoffs this year. Now it now I I'm not saying that. Tua can't be good in the future. 
Like, he could be good. Like, they had to give him more weapons, but... He can be good next year for all we know. Yeah, but the issue is this. They take him out, and they put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the game, and they're throwing, it, they're throwing it deep. They're, they're a whole the, different team. A yeah, whole absolutely. different team. That's a major red flag to me. It's like, why aren't you calling these plays for Tua? It's like, do you it's not trust them? And it's, it's, it's crazy because, back to your, like, like, the arm strength and stuff like that, we've seen him in college be able to do that, right? Yeah. But obviously, throwing deep, it contains not just your arm. It contains your whole entire body. Right? Yeah, and... You're, 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 you're throwing your hips into that. And if they're, yeah. like you said, if he has... If there's an injury problem still with him not being able to throw the ball down the field... I mean, the biggest throw that we saw him, saw him throw yesterday was only, like, 27 yards. That was... I mean, somewhat on a dime. But, I mean... The guy, is he... Is he capable of doing it now? That's the thing. And he was yeah. picked up overall. And like you said, if Herbert was taken later, would it that reflect a lot more? But he was, like you said, picked right after. So like yeah. it's it's yeah. it's it, it's a huge reflection on on how two performs because comparing one and five and six is huge comparing from five to thirty two, right? It's yeah. it's a, it's a huge difference. Um, I mean, I agree. I mean, obviously to the start, um, he's been not he's not not they've been able to hide what he's been able to do. Because of their special teams, right? Because they're because of their defense, they play so fucking well, and we we, we said that. Um, obviously, when he first got in, I was a big advocate for him being playing well. Did throw an interception his first game, but you know, like you like I totally agree. When you are calling different types of play calls for Ryan Fitzpatrick, major red flag, right? Yeah. But I also said maybe they're calling those kinds of plays. But Tua just isn't seeing the receiver downfield, or he's just the game's too fast for him. Yeah. He's not ready yet, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick sees him better, but he knows the fucks. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, but yet again, I agree with it. We don't know, right? Yeah. They still need a lot of pieces on the offense. They still need a receiver, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. Um, but it really all depends on how this offseason goes for them. How they're going to evaluate if he's the color, their quarterback of the future, right? And the top oh, five pick, right? The other red flag of two is that it's not once that they took him out of a game; it's multiple times that they've taken him out of a game because he just not he's not playing well. They put Fitzpatrick in; they're now like the best show on turf. Like they're just a different offense with Fitzpatrick than they are with Tua. And that's and obviously you, you can highlight that with the with the Raiders game. That's the biggest exactly thing that you can highlight. exactly the Raiders that's the, game. That's the biggest thing. You can say, obviously, he's been taken out. You put Ryan Fitzpatrick in, they still lose or they still win. But the biggest thing here is that with Ryan Fitzpatrick, when they put him in, when they needed to him, 40 seconds left, they're like, hey, Ryan, we fucking need you to win this game for us. Yeah, and the other thing of that is that with two in that game, it looked like they could not gain, they could not do anything offensively. The minute, the minute they put Fitzpatrick in, the offense opens up, they're throwing it deep, everyone's open, he's making great plays, the great throws. And their offense looks incredible. But with Tua, the offense was terrible. And I would say, if, if, if he was taken out of one game, like, hey, he starts a game with taking out, you just don't have it this game, that's fine. It, it was multiple games. And that's a huge red flag. Especially when you look at Herbert, who's just the greatest rookie quarterback ever, who's throwing 300 yards every week, three touchdowns every week, playing great football. It's that it's just that they, they, they might have made one of the biggest mistakes in recent draft memory by picking Tua over Herbert. Which doesn't mean Tua can't be good, as we've been saying. 
But right now, it's looking like one of the worst. It's looking like a. I'm not saying one of the worst. It's looking like a big blunder on this on the site of the Dolphins. Uh, on making on the Dolphins making front a office. mistake, making a big yeah. mistake. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, you can look at recent history. Josh Allen, first two years, rookie year, not playing well. Great now, right? But again, different kind of player. Being able to throw the long ball. Yep. Intangible attributes in that. So you said that making him elite, now he had elite and an elite quarterback, right? An elite quarterback now, right? Lamar Jackson, first year. Okay, can't really throw the ball. More they cater they cater the offense to what Lamar Jackson can do. Being able to run short passes, guys who can run after the catch. Mark Andrews. They they dropped Hollywood Brown so they can throw it because he's capable of throwing the deep ball. Elite type of quarterback, top ten quarterback in the. Right. Yeah, and those the things that you're saying to those two quarterbacks is this that they have elite characteristics. They have elite characteristics. Her Allen has Allen's everything elite. It was just him calling out of college is that he was just inconsistent and he had to coach that up. Uh, barely above fifty percent completion percentage, right? He yeah. was inconsistent. Had the big arm, which we knew. Lamar Jackson, we knew he could run elite speed. Could he throw yet? And we figured out year two that he could. And again so two like, two. Two in college is that he had basically four first-round picks at wide receiver. He had Najee Harris, which helps him out because Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. You do these you know, play action. They're Jerry more worried Judy. about they're worried about the running back. These guys are wide open. And as you said, he used to throw the ball deep in college. Well, this is the pros. This is different. You have to have more of an arm strength and more anticipation than you do in college in the NFL. And it's just looking like he does not have it yet. But he could he could become a very good quarterback. But will we, will we ever be Herbert? Will we ever be at the same level of Herbert? I I could I think it's fair to say there's just no shot he'll ever be in the same stratosphere as Herbert as a quarterback. But he could be like an Alex Smith type, which is not going to win you championships, but you'll be a good team. Yeah. I mean, again, one year, right? Obviously, we've seen the rookie quarterback play Become so good. It's the easiest it's, it's ever been to be a rookie quarterback. It's insane how well the rookie quarterbacks, specifically this year, are playing so well. Justin Herbert, like we said, Joe Burrow, and then all of a sudden, Jalen Hurts when he got his chance. Right? I mean, I mean, it's crazy. Obviously, those guys they they came into the game knowing that. It's going to be a lot faster, and they they adapted to it, right? Two also, on the other hand, yeah. it's playing. He's playing really slow. And I have a question for you too. Who would you who would you, if you're a GM? Who would you pick now? Jalen Hurts or Tua? I think it's I think it's an easy. I pick. mean, looking after this, I think it's easy to pick Jalen Hurts, right? Because he has he again, as we've been saying, he has an elite characteristic. He can run the ball really well. He's very mobile. His passing isn't there yet. Tua might be a better passer right now, but it's just that I want when I'm drafting a quarterback, I want guys who have elite tools who you can coach up, not like these guys who are like an average arm. But he's really like he's really good at this other thing, but his arm isn't that great, or like his feet or his his mobility isn't that great. I want a guy who's above average at least to an elite type of quarterback. That's why for me. Perfect example in this draft, Kyle Trask. Does have a great arm. Not that mobile. He's going to be a first-round pick. 
However, Desmond Ritter, strong arm, extremely mobile, going to be a second round pick because you have to coach him up. Kyle Trask is more pro ready right now, but Desmond Ritter is the better prospect, I believe. That's what I'm trying to get with you know with Tua right now compared to Herbert, compared to even Jalen Hurts. Mac Jones is better than both of them, but I mean, let's move on. I don't know about Mac Jones. I don't know about Mac Jones either because I don't know about Bama quarterbacks anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know anything. No. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, that's our that's that's the the biggest talk that our biggest debate that we've been having for a while now. Um, but but let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Derrick Henry, Uh, the eighth player in NFL history to pass two thousand yards in a season. Absolute Brinks truck running back. Two hundred plus, two hundred fifty plus yards. That what? two games now in the season he's had that multiple times in his career now um the guy is good um is he gonna be with the titans next year he was franchise tag that did decide to pay ryan Tannehill instead um last which, year ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback which is so yeah, he is a really good quarterback yeah ryan Tannehill is a, a really good, good quarterback. problem to have if you're the titans yeah so obviously they paid him uh they're in the playoffs derrick henry is a free agent um don't know where he la- where he will land. I feel like since I feel like Tennessee's like the best place for him. Who? But Henry? Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I just I just cannot see them letting I, him I go. cannot I, I cannot see him them letting him go cuz that's the kind of offense they are. Massive running back. I mean, what other running back can you get right now? That's I mean, obviously like I said he's a free agent. The will they let him go? He's going to be asking he, he just ran for 2000 yards. So um, it's either, like I've been saying, even at the beginning, running backs aren't as highly valued in the NFL. But you have some running backs that are generational tenants that are good, right? And we've seen that two years in a row now that Derrick Henry can just just give him the ball, and he can do it no matter what. The only issue I have with paying Derrick Henry is that it's not really an issue. Like I would happily pay him, but if there was a when I'm looking for a running back is that I like to have a little bit of receiving aspect to him as well, especially in this day and age. But if you if you say like, hey, we're gonna pay Derrick Henry, I'm not gonna be like, that's a terrible idea. What are you doing? Do not pay him. Because he's one of the best running backs we've seen in a long time. He's that good. But I like I like a receive I like a running back that has a little bit of balance between receiving wise and running the ball. Which Henry doesn't have Henry's not the greatest receiver, but he's one of the all time elite running backs, like running wise. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just another thing to keep our eye on for the offseason. Everyone's eye on the offseason, no matter how he does. Uh, one other big thing this uh, this past Sunday, Justin Jefferson breaks Randy Moss's rookie receiving record. Uh, like we've been saying this entire season, Justin Jefferson is the best rookie receiver out of this class, Ayuk being second. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, God, he's, he's good. Obviously playing opposite to Adam Thielen. Um, Thielen's going to be able to, you know, he's respectable enough now to demand two guys on him. Um, but just for Justin Jefferson, we've seen he'd be able to make big plays no matter what. Massive catches, toe, toe tapping on the field kind of guy. Um, really good receiver. Happy for, you know, happy for him. Bringing Randy Moss's rookie receiving record. Insane. Obviously, Randy Moss being one of the greatest receivers in the NFL. Not better than Jerry Rostow. Sorry, Jerry Rostow. Sorry. 
But um, yeah, Justin Jefferson, rookie receiver, really, really fucking good. I'm gonna talk about our last thing. Um, the football team and the Eagles played yesterday. Playoff implications were in place. Jake, why don't you break it down for them? Yep. So Eagles Washington for the right to be all. Well, Eagles versus Washington. Whoever won this game, well, I mean, if the if the racial source, the football team won this game, they're going to the playoffs. If they lost, the Giants are going to the playoffs. And basically, the Eagles just said, "Fuck the Giants. We're going to just tank this game so the Washington football team can go in the playoffs." And that's what happened. The Eagles tanked this game on purpose. And the football team's in the playoffs now. One of the most terrible... One of the most... What's the word? Like... Uh, Egregious? Egregious tank jobs in modern history. That's what... They were just... Why would you take off... Why would you take out Jalen Hurts or Nate Sudfield? It's the last game of the season. Who cares? And Sudfield just can't hold on to the ball... There's a point where there's like four turnovers, like in four possessions from both. Oh teams. yeah, that was God, Jesus. Um, yeah, uh, it's insane. The the most egregious. I can't believe the Eagles did this. I can't believe you've done this. Um, kind of thing. Like, I mean, who doesn't play to win in the NFL, right? Obviously, you know, there's there's us, there's you. Guys who say, oh, I want us to lose, blah, 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 so we can get a better draft position, right? There's no doubt in our minds that the guys who play in the NFL are always playing to win no matter what. No matter what your record is, they're playing to win. It doesn't fucking matter. And if I don't know. Jason Kelsey, I'm pretty sure there's a video. I watched it this morning. He said it really well. Every single team should be or is playing to win no matter what their record is. Because who the hell wants to go in 16 unless you're the Browns? Unless you're the Lions. But again, they're still playing to win. And the Eagles really have no respect for that. They really said, like Jake said, let's take Jalen Hurts out. I mean, he was not playing that well, but he did have two rushing touchdowns. But again, why take him out? It's the last game of the year. Let, let, let him play. They, they they really just put the white flag up against the football team yesterday, and they said, well, we don't really care. Yeah. Just beat us. That's, what they, that's exactly what they did. Like I understand, this is like the Jaguars, and they're like, "Hey, we have to lose this game because Trevor Lawrence is there." I'm like, "Yeah, good idea. Lose it, no problem." But for the Eagles, just to do the way they did, where they just, it just, you could just tell that they just gave up on the game. D- Doug Peterson gave up on the game. I felt like. I think Doug Peterson and Nate Sudfield had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone else Doug did Peterson, it. Sudfield Doug Peterson, and him. Doug Peterson took Nate Sudfield and said. To the sideline, he said, hey, Nate, play like shit. Here's what he said, Nate, don't worry. Wherever I'm at, you're going to be on the team. You're not going anywhere. Lose this game on purpose. Nate's like, okay, coach. And that's what he did. <laughs> that is what they did. Uh, the football team, um, which I'm actually happy to see that are in the playoffs. Alex Smith, what a guy. Riverboat Ron, um, who's been, who battled cancer this year um, in there. I mean, Chase Young being a stud. I guess. I mean, it really sucks that a team that goes 
six and ten deserves to go in the playoffs, but that's just how it goes. And the right? Dolphins go ten and six, and like, yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> so the one eleven so, games. That's just how it goes, right? So, but yeah, really disappointing. That was really the last game that we had to watch in the NFL 2020 season. But um, really excited for NFL um, wild card. Should be really fun to watch. Uh, we'll talk about our playoff preview that's coming Thursday uh, with our picks, who we think will win, um, and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, obviously, like before we said we took a major break, uh, you know, well-deserved pretty much. I mean, we didn't, we've been doing this for a while now, um, I think taking a break during the holiday season was, you know, pretty smart of us to do. Um, but that did, that did stop us from doing our picks, uh, which we stopped in week 15. Um, so Jake could not repeat. Um, Racism. Obviously being winning two years in a row, good for him. But I get my first win in the NFL pick em. Uh, I ended the season 56-32, Jake ending in 53-35. Um, gosh, if we were betting, like, one-offs, we'd be, we'd be doing pretty well right now. We'd, we'd, be, we'd, be, we'd be doing pretty well. That's a pretty good record to have, uh, pick them wise uh, Obviously, positive records are always good. Um, check it on Jake. You owe me $20. Um, yeah, what? What's that look on your face? I need 20 bucks. I didn't know that was a thing. That's the bet that we've had the past three years. You'll get it, though. But, yes, um, that was fun. I mean, that's really the end of the episode, obviously. Uh, like I said, NFL uh, NFL playoff preview. Come on on Thursday. Um, it's your girl, it's James, with Jake. Uh, this is the Big Podcast, episode 116, NFL wrap-up, NBA update, college football playoffs. Like us on, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at the BA, the BA underscore podcast. The BA, actually, fuck. Follow us on Instagram at the BA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at underscore BA podcast one. Oh my God, that's funny. Follow us on Twitter at BA underscore podcast one. Follow us on Spotify. Like us on the podcast app. And fo- also follow us on the SoundCloud app. And make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, and subscribe. Resubscribe to gain the system. Let's check on for being the industry for the past 30 something, 35 months. We got Tantra Podcast Worldwide. We love to take Tantra Podcast Sports for rec- Recreation, but as you know, we shoot for the Stars of the Bay Podcast. We got Tantra Podcast Worldwide. We'll give you a high five. Also, since we said we added some improvements to the episode, we add something else to the episode as well. Follow us, or, uh, follow us on Instagram, then follow us our personal accounts on Instagram as well. And Twitter too, you want to hear more of our thoughts. Also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash jf underscore 95. Watch me play some Madden. Maybe some Black Ops as well, you never know. And follow Reverb 2 at twitch.tv backslash Reverb 65. That's all that for today's episode. James? I saw you in the parking lot earlier, that's how I know you. I saw you in the parking lot earlier, that's how I know you! Verdonsk. Verdonsk. Bye!